Welcome to Forever Seeking, the Notre Dame Prep Alumni Speaker Series presented by the Forever Saints Alumni Association. I'm Jenny Douglas, NDP's Annual Campaigns and Alumni Engagement Coordinator. Notre Dame Prep is a diocesan Catholic high school located in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are committed to strengthening the minds, bodies, and souls of our students by promoting academic excellence, instilling moral values, and encouraging lifelong service to others. Our community was founded on our three pillars of reverence, respect, and responsibility. As saints, we are forever seeking. This series features NDP community members who share how their involvement with NDP has impacted their lives and their ongoing search for wisdom, truth, knowledge, justice, and understanding. Today we are joined by NDP alumna Victoria Savornik, who will be hosting our second speaker, Pierre Marcos, English department faculty member and NDP's director of the Human Dignity Initiative. Victoria Savornik is the youngest of four girls, all of whom attended NDP. After graduating from NDP in 2015, Victoria went on to play D1 volleyball at the University of Arizona, where she graduated with a degree in political science. She is now a first year law student at New England Law Boston. Upon completion of law school, she's thinking about pursuing environmental, civil rights, or sports law. Victoria works closely with Pierre as the alumni rep for NDP's Human Dignity Initiative, or HDI, which began in March 2020 to enhance the intercultural, racial, and ethnic relationships and awareness on campus. As champions of human dignity, the HDI recognizes each of us as a perfect reflection of God, as he made each of us in his image. We are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, Romans 12.5. Thank you, Victoria, for joining us today. Hi, NDP alumni. Welcome to episode two of Forever Seeking. Today, I'm joined by Pierre Marcos, NDP's Director of Human Dignity and English Teacher. Pierre was born in Cairo, Egypt, and immigrated to Los Angeles, California when he was only eight months old. Growing up in a multicultural and multiracial environment, Pierre has come to love the melting pot that is the United States. Pierre graduated from Shamadon College Prep in LA and immediately entered into boot camp for the US Marine Corps. He served in Iraq before he was honorably discharged in 2007. Pierre was originally pursuing a career in law enforcement, but had an epiphany, which led him to consider becoming a teacher and a coach, which allows him to make a difference in society. We welcomed him into our NDP community in 2017. As an English teacher, Pierre brings his passion for life through his affinity of literature and language. He genuinely loves his students and pushes them to be the best versions of themselves. Pierre also serves as a head of House St. Michael as the director of NDP's Human Dignity Initiative Pierre enters into inter-ethnic, cultural, and racial relationships and brings an awareness to our students of the vibrant, multicultural beauty of our world. Outside of NDP, Pierre enjoys fathering his two beautiful children, Sven and Mila, working out, reading, and good food. Hi, Pierre. It's so great to be with you today. Great to be with you, too, Victoria. So let's get started. What led you to a career in teaching, and what brought you to NDP? Started about 11 years ago. I uh, was trying to get into a career uh, in law enforcement, and that is a pretty lengthy hiring process. So during that time, I used my uh, Montgomery GI Bill, my veterans benefits, to pursue my education. I was working on a master's in English just for the sake of having it. But I had an epiphany one night in my uh, contemporary literature class where I, all I want to do was make a difference in society, and I didn't think I would be utilizing my full talents, uh, the blessings that God uh, has given me, 
as, as a police officer. So I realized that, and I was reflecting on this quote by Frederick Douglass, it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. And I sat with it for that, that entire three hour class that night. And I just had this awakening. I, I think what I'm supposed to do is, is benefit society by inspiring others. And, and uh, I love to learn, I love to teach. So let's give it a shot. And it all just came together remarkably. It really, God had a hand in it. We're lucky to have you in our community. Thank you very much. As far as NDP, uh, you know, my family and I re relocated here uh, in 2017 to give uh, you know, my kids a better life, everything I couldn't have and I didn't have in LA when I was growing up there. LA is expensive, it's a rat race. I understand why a lot more people these days are raising their children here in Phoenix. Plus uh, my children's mother have a whole network, has a whole network out here, so it just seemed right. I applied to the only private Catholic, well, I take that back. There were two private Catholic high schools hiring. It was uh, St. Mary's and NDP. I'm pretty sure, I, if I remember correctly, I insulted the person interviewing me at St. Mary's. I called him an intellectual snob. <laughs> May, I don't know, can't really remember. But NDP's interview went great. Awesome. And here I am. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so what's the greatest challenge that you have faced as a teacher and how have you overcome it? Throughout the years, and, it's, and I think we've reached its apex recently, you know, during this year of COVID-19, uh, a lack of intrinsic motivation in our students, a learned helplessness, uh, a lack of desire to really just grit and grind mm -hmm. and, and do what you got to do and earn, earn your grades, earn your keep. Uh, the, what I'm noticing today is that most students are looking at this education as a punishment when it's actually a gift. You know, there's a saying, they who study are allergic to average. So, you know, I, I walk around that. the, thanks, yeah, it's, it's the truth. Uh, I mean, that's my greatest fear is being okay with mediocrity, being okay with average. So I'm looking at this place and, you know, we really do mold mind, body and soul so, uh, so let's go, like snap out of it and realize, you know, our students have a remarkable opportunity to grow and develop. It's a great place to do that. And not only our students, but like anyone who gets a chance to spend time here, I for one take advantage of that process as well. I'm growing as at the same time that my students are growing. Oh, absolutely. In all of your years of teaching, how have the students changed for the better? And what are new challenges you see in their character? Over the past, I'd say, eight years with the development of social media, these different platforms of communication, students seem to be getting better at juggling multiple areas of their lives. Uh, students today are busy. I mean, their schedules are like those of Fortune 500 company CEOs. Mm -hmm. So I think with, you know, with the, the platforms out there, you know, what, what is it, SnapTweet, InstaFace, TikTok, all that stuff, you know, um, it, it gives students the ability to multitask, whether they believe it or not. But now here's the thing, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, it also uh, attributes to their characters and in, in, in somewhat of a distraction. Uh, these, same, these same platforms that allow students to multitask and expand also cause a hindrance. Uh, they're, they're so concerned with validation and influence from an external source, they're forgetting that 
real validation, real influence, discipline, everything that a human being should really yearn for and strive for comes from within. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm noticing. It, it gets in the way in, in their character development. And luckily, that's where I think uh, really good educators come in. So we've had a chance to talk about social media quite a bit, which has been great. Um, do you think that with COVID and, you know, quarantining, that that's played a positive impact in having you know, young people be able to connect? Or do you think that's adding even more stress with that image of perfection you were talking about? Again, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. So blessings, we're able to communicate virtually in, in, in ways that we, what would we do if we didn't have these platforms, mm -hmm. you know, phone calls and text messaging, yep. you know, uh, but now we're able to, to communicate in all these other areas, these other arenas. Uh, and I think that is indeed a blessing. Uh, we have uh, opportunities, but uh, the distraction, the curse is that now students are, are only in front of those things, those those visuals. Uh, you you are what you spend most of your time looking at. You become that. And that's, yeah, I, I think it's gotten in the in the way of becoming. I don't think uh, that finding the uh, certain content out there online is the wrong thing. You know, I say multitask, you know, get a routine, uh, do something to improve yourself and, and, and use these platforms, whether it's YouTube or podcasts or whatever, to fuel your brain because you know, we need it. We need it right now when it's really easy just to lie dormant and, and do nothing and become stagnant and complacent. Well said. All right. What is the single most important character trait that you like to develop in your students? Tenacity. Without a doubt, tenacity. And tenacity, this virtue of tenacity, uh, it envelops a lot of other little virtues as well. And uh, I've been talking about tenacity uh, for the last eight, nine years of, of my career as a teacher. I do this, uh, this thing in class called tenacity training, and it usually falls on tenacity Tuesday, or you know, we have tenacity Mondays. Depends mm -hmm. on this, this ever-changing okay. schedule we have. But we do tenacity training, and what that is is I spend the first five, 10 minutes of class time uh, showing a clip, a meme, a poem, a song lyrics, a video, something that exemplifies how the human spirit can truly transcend any physical or emotional obstacle that comes within our way. By choosing to believe that everything and anything that happens to us is actually within, is for our best interest, we automatically transform every circumstance, every challenge into a refinery that shapes our character and develops within us the ability to change the world. That's great. That's really important too. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, how have you seen NDP students' understanding of the importance of diversity and inclusion change over the years? And in your opinion, what is the greatest challenges students face in regards to this? I think it's important to address uh, a fact, possibly considered the elephant in the room. The stereotype of Scottsdale is that this is a bubble. We exist in a bubble. Mm -hmm. This is the patron city of luxury cars and steakhouses. Uh, we, we don't have a strong exposure to multiple cultures, outside cultures. The world is a much larger place than North Scottsdale, Arizona. And when, when I first showed up to, up here, when I first showed up uh, to NDP in 2017, I didn't think there was a, much in the realm of diversity and inclusion at all. Mm -hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I would go as far as to say that it didn't exist. Uh, it definitely wasn't at the forefront of people's minds. Mm -hmm. Now, 
sure enough, take everything that's happened this summer. Uh, now the topic is, uh, are, are my students, are our students getting, are they getting some semblance of what the real world is like once they leave this campus? Parents are, are questioning, are my students safe? Are they being exposed to reality? Uh, and now we're having these conversations and now there's this yearning, this thirst for diversity and inclusion uh, that is so powerful that it's manifesting itself into conversations around campus. We're also still very much aware that there is a, a relative ignorance, and I say that politely and not in a negative way at all, but mm -hmm. there is an ignorance. We, there are some people on campus who just don't know any better mm -hmm. because they have a lack of exposure. And what I think we are responsible for here on this campus, if we're really going to mold students in mind, body, and soul, is to usher in conversations, realizations, educations, implementations of all the different amazing cultures that students are going to experience, whether they like it or not, Definitely. when they leave here. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you can attest to that. I know any adult on this campus can attest to that. I know siblings, older siblings and students can attest to that. Mm -hmm. So let's just, uh, you know, be realistic and sensible and accept the fact that the world is a beautiful place. It can be cruel, but it's meant to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the more exposure we have to the multiple cultures, ethnicities, backgrounds uh, that exist in it, the, the better off we all will be. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And just seeing what you guys have done on campus this year, I wish that was talked about more when I was there. Um, there's just so many beautiful cultures that you get to learn about and you kind of put it really nicely where it's not so much that you're learning about differences, it's you're seeing the value of humans um, and wanting to learn their stories and being able to appreciate them, which I think we need more of. What is one past experience in your life that you find yourself reflecting upon or guides your life and how do you respond to all that is going on in the world today? Okay, so that's an easy one. I reflect on the birth of my children and I say that because Quote, my favorite quote from Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, he who knows his why can overcome anyhow. So I know what my purpose is, I know what my why is. My why is to be the best dad I can be to my children, to be the best teacher I can be to my students, just to be the best man I can be, a man of God, best man I can be, period. So I reflect on those things. The world is gonna do whatever the world wants. I can't control what the world does mm -hmm. same way I can't control what anyone around us does, but I can control what I do. Now we have this motto, mantra, hallmark, our identity on this campus, the three R's, right? Respect, reverence, responsibility. What if we were to put the word personal in front of each of them? And that's what I focus on. Mm -hmm. That's how I operate. I have a personal respect for myself that governs how I treat myself and treat other people around me. I have a personal reverence for myself that recognizes that I have Christ's spirit within me and therefore I am responsible for looking for Christ and everyone mm -hmm. else, even those people whom I'm not very keen with. And that's just the way it is. I'm called to do that. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I have a personal responsibility to be the best that I am, to always pursue improvement because I have people relying on me. Mm -hmm. I have two beautiful children depending on me. I have students who are looking at me. Education's emulation. That's my teaching philosophy. So I need to be able to show up and be a role model, you know, which reminds me of another challenge. How is it possible to have more energy than any of my students when I'm in the classroom? You know, it's because I, I have the, the personal three R's within me and I'm just, I'm firing on all pistons every day. 
We want to end each podcast with this question. So in keeping in mind the name of this podcast, what is something in your life that you are forever seeking? And who is the saint that possesses the value that you seek to model your life after? I forever seek discomfort. I forever seek ways I can improve myself. I can forever, I forever seek ways I can enact my own self-discipline. Uh, that's the only way any of us can possibly grow. You know, growth begins when the comfort zone ends. So I'm always looking for ways where I can step outside my comfort zone, teach there, operate there, because that's how I'm going to improve. Uh, you know, for example, teaching uh, uh, during uh, when everyone was online. What was I going to do? How, that's uncomfortable, right? But I used it in a, in a way to help teach students mm -hmm. personal responsibility, personal discipline. I had students making their beds first thing in the morning, every morning. We do a bed check in every class. Why? Because it matters. It's the first thing you should do in the morning right after you pray. You know, start your day off with accomplishing tasks and build that momentum and get after it. So that's what I'm seeking. I'm seeking for ways where I can learn. Uh, what can help me understand how how uh, did I improve today? Am I better today than I was yesterday? What do I need to do tomorrow in order to be better than I was today? And the, the saints, uh, you know, whom I, I try to emulate is actually an angel, an archangel, St. Michael, you know, my patron uh, saint of St. Michael House. Uh, because, you know, not many biblical references of St. Michael, you know, one in the Daniel in the Old Testament and again in Revelations. Um, but in the book of Revelations, it said that St. Michael does battle with a dragon. St. Michael does battle with a dragon. We will only ever be able to achieve the golden life by battling the dragon. My favorite quote by Carl Jung. Um, that which we mostly need exists in a place where we don't want to look. So that's something I want to do, I try to do every single day. Is mm -hmm. look, in order to self-improve, you got to hold that mirror to your face, guys. You have to. You have to be able to find, recognize that dragon and be willing to do battle with it every single day. That's the only way you're going to mount to success. You're not going to inherit it. You're not going to fall into it. Happiness doesn't work that way. And that, that's what I'm hoping to share with my students and with my community. That's awesome. I think we can all benefit from that. Thank you. Yeah, so I just want to thank you, Pierre, for being the second speaker on NDP's Forever Seeking podcast series. Um, I really consider us really blessed to have you in our community and we have a lot to learn from you and you've said you have a lot to learn from us and I really look forward to the growth of our community these past few, or next couple of years. That means you. a lot. That means a lot. Myself yeah. as well. I'm very proud and honored to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you Pierre and Victoria for joining us for our second episode of Forever Seeking. I would like to encourage all of our alumni to stay connected with us at ndpsaints.org slash alumni slash stay connected. Special thanks to all those who support our annual Saints Fund, which makes productions like this possible. There is no gift too small, so please partner with us by giving at ndpsaints.org slash give. We invite you to subscribe to Notre Dame Prep on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and watch for our next episode with a beloved former faculty member, Tom Marr.